Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back to throw, Nick steps up into the pocket, goes downfield easily. There goes Herbert. Herbert's got a chance, more than a chance. He scores! This is Durden Sprague. Brian, crowd building with the process of the ball, and it's in the goal, own goal on the current 2-0 Portland. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Gino going to throw again on first down, pump fake, going to throw deep, got a man in the corner, it is blocked Touchdown, Seahawks! What a drive led by Geno Smith! Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. What is happening? The microphone seems really hot. Yeah, really hot. Coming in hot. Really in hot. hot. I don't know who was in here last. Coming in yay hot. Uh, let, me, let me monkey. It was probably Rashad, right? Yeah, uh, Rashad's fairly yeah. soft spoken. He's spoke a very and... low, soft talker. So they probably had cranked this microphone way right. up. You got to pump him up. Yeah. And then I come in here and I'm like, hello! <laughs> Jerry Lewis of sports radio. <laughs> in a shocking development, we are not in the new studio today. And, uh, what did I tell you? Not surprised. What did I tell you? Yet still disappointed. Yeah, yeah I was told uh, next week, and I, I immediately said, oh, so in two weeks. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. Like a month and a half. Really? Mid-November? Yeah. Uh, is that, oh, time frame about Thanksgiving? Okay. Okay, great. Oh, right when football, we call football is wrapped up? Oh, okay. Right 6? when okay. all the good stuff's done and we're just talking nothing but NBA, Sprague, baby. you should be nothing but happy today. Why? The Beavs are finally ranked in the AP <laughs> Top 25. Uh, I'll get to that. Nothing should rain on your parade on how. Halloween, the orange and black are ranked. Uh, it's a fairly good point, but I, I'm actually a little frustrated by it, and I'll tell you why oh, a little bit later. Oh, there's a tease. Yeah. Well, frustrated about being ranked for the first time in a decade? Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. I'll okay. tell you why. All right. Um, so we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Nice little tease. Happy Halloween. Did you guys do anything festive over the weekend? I carved some pumpkins yesterday. Did you? Yeah. What'd you carve? Just a jack-o'-lantern? I, I, mean, I go generic. I go creative generic. Like, I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not going over the top, but I'm not just drawing a couple of eyes and a mouth. 
I, you know, elongate a mouth or do like a weird shape here or there. But I'm, I'm you got like it, two random teeth in there. Yeah, or something. a couple of random tooth. I did little nostrils, but I, I, I keep it simple. I don't go too crazy. I would think with the nickname Dirt, you'd do something funny, comical, and inappropriate. Uh, no, because I'm not artistic in any way, shape, or form. Ah, I don't yes. have the ability to do that. Nor do I have the time. Nor do I have the desire to give the effort to do something See, like I that. I don't think it takes much artistic ability to draw a unit on a pumpkin. No, but yeah, when I have a you know a niece and a nephew that are Carving pumpkins with me, I don't think it's a good idea to well, you put don't a penis set, on there. You don't want to set the example? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Not that early in age. Not quite yet. You don't want to create another Jonah Hill from Superbad where your uh, nephew's just obsessed with drawing big units all over his notebook in I, kindergarten? I enjoy seeing my family, and if I did something like that, I don't think I would see them very often anymore. So I, I'm going to put the kibosh on that. Oh, well, yeah, that sounds very festive. I know Swigard was dressed in a sweater this weekend at the ice, cheering on a hockey team that sucks. What are you talking about? They're in a wild card position right now, and they beat the snot out of the Penguins 3-1. It was fantastic. Are we bragging about playoff positioning in like a 92-game season? Are we really doing that? 82. Okay, all right. Two weeks into the year, I like that. We're already in a wild card spot. we're already in wild card spot. (laughs) Things are looking up for the crack. I'm sitting here like listening to things and reading things, and I'm like, I think it's too early to talk about playoff positioning in the NFL. Who plays 17 games and you're over here in an 82 game season? Oh, they're a wild card team. <laughs> That's right. How many games they played? Seven? Ten. Eight? Okay, they played ten. Yeah, you're an eighth of the way an through the season. Of your baby. schedule, and you're right. already talking about wild card stuff. You gotta okay. get excited, man. All right. All right. Good for you. Bottled up Sid the Kid and Malkin. It was great. It's an interesting sports weekend, wasn't it? It was. I this was one of those weekends that I was kind of bummed that we didn't have a show on Saturday. Like, I, I feel like we need to almost carve out a new segment on Mondays that are like Friday, Friday feel-good leftovers kind of thing because you forget about them by the time the weekend's done. Like, Friday night we had, I thought, one of the best opening games to a World Series that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> that game was incredible. Like you I felt like it was want. a week that and a half ago. An <laughs> awesome game. It went to extra innings. They, they erased a 5 nothing lead. That's one of the largest comebacks in World Series history. The Astros lost, which made everybody happy. Our Houston hate parlay hit. It hit. Like, I, that game was unbelievable. I was glued to every second of that game. It was unbelievable. Now, game two sucked, uh, but game one was awesome. And I would have loved to talk about it. But then you forget because it's like, all right, well, game two already happened on Saturday, and then game three's tonight. It's like you move on. There's not even a point to talk about game one. And then on Friday night, we also had Shaden Sharp win the NBA MVP. Yeah, we did. And both those things are just long forgotten by the time Monday comes around. Lowest points in a game for an MVP, 14 points. I mean, it's a new record. He's setting records, man. Uh, Okay, so on Friday's show, we didn't talk a whole lot of baseball World Series, so maybe it was Thursday's show that I'm remembering. Do you remember I told you go look up the Houston-Atlanta World Series, and what did you discover? Second lowest rated watched world series ever yeah would you care to guess the rating number for game one that you just described as and i quote one of the best opening games to a world series i've ever seen so i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really care eight million i don't really care up how'd you get if they get over 10 they're probably in pretty good shape ah they didn't nine and a half and 9.7 yeah. Uh, and it's exactly where it was for Atlanta and Houston yeah. last year. I mean, it's just what baseball is. I don't 
It doesn't, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me anymore. It's not great. Do I wish more people were watching? Sure. Game two, there wasn't really a reason to watch because that game sucked. And that game did kind of suck. It was 5 nothing. I mean, the Astros hit the, when Bregman hit that three-run shot, it's just, I mean, yeah. they, they scored two in the top of the first, the bottom of the first. But did you think Schwarber hit it out at first? I did, yeah. And so you're like, oh, this you perked is, up. Yeah, you kind of I had go, it okay. on the, I had it on the iPad because it was 5 to nothing or whatever at the time. And I, you know, I was like, if it gets close, I'll put it on the big screen. But like Friday's game, I, that, that was an amazing baseball game. That was an incredible game. It was game. a really good game. And so that's where, like, the rating stuff, it's just baseball and the NBA are going to be where they're going to be. Yeah. And nothing's going to change that. Our lot in life sucks. It's what it is. And so, I, you know, we did that a lot with college football. We've done that a lot with the NFL. And to a certain point, it's like you either like it or you don't, and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to talk about it, whether 9 million people watched or probably 30 million people watched Sunday Night Football last night. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to know the number of that one. Um, so on, on Saturday, game two is happening. And we had our kids slash family slash friend Halloween party. And so festivities are going down. I've got sports on the TV, but it's muted. And some friends of ours out in the Forest Grove area come all the way to old Damascus, Oregon, and they partake. And they come over and they change the channel. Mm -hmm. And whatever, I I don't really care, right? Like, it's not going to make or break me. They change the channel from the baseball game to the championship soccer match with the Portland Thorns. There you okay. go. Congratulations, Congratulations. ladies. Congratulations, yes. Uh, third championship now, right? Yeah, That's they've a dynasty. won three cups. That's a dynasty. That is. That's a damn impressive thing they've done. We're dominant. We can't be stopped. We cannot be stopped. Sophia Smith, the MVP uh, in the regular season and in the championship, just unbelievable. They went 2 nothing. So they turn this. They're huge soccer nuts. So they turn this, this match on. They're watching it. My nephew comes over. My nephew is... Uh, I want to say he's going to be 14 in June. Mm -hmm. And he comes over. He's a little eighth grader, a little cocky sniffing eighth grader now. Hair's long. What's up, uncle? Okay. (laughs) Did you put deodorant on? (laughs) Smelled like a foot last time. (laughs) And he comes over, and he's got one of his buds with him. His parents are over. And they walk in. You'd be proud. They go, Beanuts, what is this? And they point to my TV, and I go, what? And they're like, why are you watching soccer? <laughs> and I said, well, what do you want to watch? And he goes, where's the World Series? Let's go. And I said, really? Let's go. He goes, Philly and Houston, bro. I got a bet on this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, how much? He's like, $2. Yeah, that's right. That's all you got to do. I was like, okay. And I was like, well. And I looked up at the clock, and I think the soccer match was at 85 minutes. And I'm like, oh, there's probably like nine minutes left. Yeah. Counting stoppage time. And lo and behold, there ended up being nine minutes left. But, um, yeah, so he got upset that the soccer, the championship soccer match was on <laughs> and the World Series was not. Look, it's okay to support the local team. That's awesome. But it's a great sign that the youth loves baseball. Okay? Anytime you give me a youth loves baseball story, I'm going to eat that up. He won't play it, though. Of course he won't. He says it's too boring. <laughs> <laughs> but a, that is almost – I feel like everybody that I know that is an anti-watch baseball guy actually enjoyed playing baseball. Like, I know a lot of people that way that love, like, play baseball through high school, had chances to go play at higher levels, but they don't watch it a lot because they think it's boring to watch on TV. You'd rather play something play than it. watch it's it. It's yeah. different. You're out there fielding grounders or hitting, yeah. you know, stealing a base, doing whatever you're doing. But when you're, when you're just sitting around watching it, you're like, all right, I'm going to fall asleep, man. There's one pitch every eight seconds. This is stupid. Yeah. I can't wait for the pitch clock to be implemented next season. Next it's, year? It's, yeah. It's going all the all the stuff's going in next season, like spring training. Here you go. They said there's no easing, like, Game one opening day, we're enforcing this stuff. Here's the other part of this I was thinking about. So I I was trying to time when is the best 
time to change the channel from a championship celebration to another event if the majority is actually secretly hoping you change it. Like, my brother-in-law was, like, looking at me like, yo, hey, change the channel. It's over. Yeah. Making, like, a hit sa- like a yeah. hit indication. Because yeah. he had a bet on the over, and he actually uh, ended up getting it on that last run by the Phillies. The uh-huh. overrunner number was six. That last run made it ah, seven. So he wins that's money. That's a nice little hit right there. Yeah, we go crazy for him as they get that single. But uh, he, he looks at me, and I... The people who were watching the soccer match, they weren't, like, indicating don't change it, please. But there was a part of me, it's like right in the midst of the celebration, they hadn't even gotten the trophy yet, and I'm, like, awkwardly lifting the remote up. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody yeah. to say something. Nobody says anything, and then I, I just turn to Fox, and I'm like, change it. okay, there we go. And they didn't say anything, so I don't think they really cared. They just want to see the team win and finish and get the championship. But it's like when you change the channel of a championship of an event, you don't really... I think, you know, there's another event going on. The biggest question is how invested are you in the team? And if the, if the answer to that is not very invested at all, I think it's okay to change the channel prior to the majority of the celebration. So you're not hearing the post game interviews, but usually you kind of wait. And I would imagine they were getting to things pretty quick. I mean, they're on, I'm sure the CBS people is like, all right, let's wrap it up. We got to get to (laughs) We got to get to the replay of Georgia and Sam Houston state or something like that. But, uh, but usually once, once they hand over the trophy and they shoot the confetti off, then, then it's pretty safe to change the channel. I don't mind leaving before that. If I'm not invested in the team and I think it's awesome that they won a championship. I just, I don't watch a lot of soccer and I don't watch that team play very often. I'm an absolute bandwagon. Yeah. Like you, you follow it cause they're in the playoffs yeah. and you know, all this stuff going on, obviously behind the scenes. So it's always cool. You see the tweets. I'm like, that's awesome, man. Soccer city USA. Let's go. I'm not, an, I'm not a fan. I'm not invested in the team though. So I, I'm, I have no problem uh, immediately leaving after the game's over because there's something else that is important going on and I don't need to see them get the trophy. I did see though that a lot of people showed up at the airport yesterday and that was badass. Yeah. I saw some pictures of that. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they clearly have their supporters. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it was it was kind of a nice weekend, like, in terms of timing. It was just nice that the Beavs didn't have to play, so I had no game to worry about there. I actually missed them. I missed that 7.30 Beaver game. You can F right off. The UCLA-Stanford game sucked. That game was horrible. Oh, what was the final? By I, the way? They won by 8,000 points. They covered the spread, oh, baby. They easily yeah, covered the like spread. Dude, I think I dominated 42-13 or something. It was 24-6 to six at the I mean, that game yeah, was I over mean, in the first quarter. That's the score I saw, 24-6, and I'm like, eh, Stanford's not coming back. Like, I feel like the Beavs would have at least played a more entertaining game against whoever. Unless it was Colorado. Like, you give me another Beaver insert here opponent. That game sucked. That, w- that would have been an entertaining game. I had, yeah. no, I had no reason to watch late-night Pac-12 football. But I kind of liked having it because I, I had a party going on. I didn't want to keep watching sports. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice that the Ducks played at 1230 and got that game done, and then I didn't really have <laughs> anything I needed to watch at night. Very smart of them to put the Oregon-Colorado game at 1230 this week, head-to-head against Georgia-Tennessee. I, mean, I can't wait to see which gets the bigger number. Yeah, Oregon. Uh, yeah, somebody, I, I want to <laughs> say either somebody tagged us in this or somebody tweeted this, and I saw it on our show page. And I want to know how right they are. And I'm being dead-ass serious here. What's the percentage of even Duck fan that's watching that game versus Georgia, Tennessee? This my, I, I am always a big screen guy. Like, I never will put my team on the smaller screen. This is a small screen. This game. is a small screen game. And it is a glance over like, oh, they're still 42 nothing. Okay. Yeah. This... Colorado's bad. Like, bad. You bad. do not need. If I, I'll say this right now because we're a week out. And we're not going to be in the new studio in a week. So we'll be right here in our Ryan Cooley office extraordinaire makeshift studio. 
a week from today, you will not be coming in on this show and bitching and moaning about one thing from Oregon football. There is not one thing, because the final score is going to be 55 to 10. Do I bitch and moan a lot about Oregon football? No, but I don't want to hear even one little complaint. Eh, you don't bitch and moan. You hum and haw You sometime. hum and haw. You're okay. a hum and hawer. I'm That's not going to hum and haw today. Really? I got nothing to hum and haw about. Duck fan was humming and hawing all over Twitter. I'm like, jeez, yeah. man, you guys won by three scores. Can no. we calm it down a little bit? Cover the spread, man. No hum and haw. That's what I said. No. Also, doesn't a three-score victory... It indicates, would you, okay, well, help me with this. Actually, you know what? I don't want to go over the clock any more than I already am. I have a question about the final score from the game. We'll get to the game. We'll get to the rankings. The Beavers are back in the rankings. Uh, we've got playoff rankings coming out tomorrow and a lot of NFL. So we got a loaded show today. There's a lot to discuss. I want to start with the difference between a beatdown and not a beatdown. And we'll start there. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Monday morning. And we've got a big announcement to give you a heads up on. Uh, coming up next, Dirt and Sprague on the face. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Some trouble. All right, welcome back in. Uh, I asked this question before the break, and I got some important fan-related news to get to coming up uh, after this. So, Will, Will, is it Will Ortner or Ottner? Will Ortner. Ortner. Okay. I didn't want to disrespect man. I, I listened to the post-game show. I think he's doing great work. He's a young Sparky, fresh out of Central Washington University, and he has really good football insight. And I'm listening, and uh, he tweets at the beginning of this Duck California game, because I just followed him. Mm-hmm. He tweets, clear indication, beat down, coming. Now, I missed the first two minutes of the game, so I'm like, damn, Duck's already scored. I turned the game on. I'm like, well, okay, what's he talking about? They threw a really bad pick on there. They went three and out and threw a pick, I think, on third down on their opening drive. I think that's what I missed yeah. was the pick. And so I'm like, okay, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. I don't know why he said that. And the game ends, and he basically says, well, not a beatdown, but they did what they needed to do in the, in the stat box, hmm. the box score. And I responded to him, not a beatdown. They won by three scores. They covered their spread, which was 17 points. They did, yeah. And it took a late cow garbage touchdown to even cut it to that deficit of 18. So I guess I ask, (laughs) what is your definition of a beatdown? Because I think three scores is a beatdown. I think if you cover a spread of 17 points, you've beaten your opponent down. Yeah, that that counts as a beatdown for me. That was a beatdown Saturday, right? It was, it was 35-17, it was 35-10 yeah. uh, in the second half. 35-17, 42-17. 42-17. Like that's, a, that's a blowout. Yes. Cal, Cal scored. There's a number out there about Oregon, and the it's crazy when you look at it. The amount of points and touchdowns that they've given up in garbage time in some of their games. This year or like? This, just this year. Yeah. And how different some of their final scores would look without playing reserve guys in the fourth quarter. Now it's worth it. You want to get guys reps and you want to get them on film. I think I saw the number. Hold on, I got it right here. Uh, so, so Oregon in the seven-game winning streak has allowed 21 touchdowns in seven games, okay? Eight of those touchdowns were scored in the fourth quarter when Oregon was up by at least 22 points. <laughs> and so you go back. I mean, Stanford had, I think, two garbage time touchdowns. Uh, yeah, they B- did. Because BYU I scored twenty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They only had you know uh, thirteen going in or something. Twenty of them in the fourth quarter. Uh, UCLA scored a couple of touchdowns late when that game was what thirty eight sixteen or something like that. They ended up getting to thirty points at the end, and then Cal scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter um, when that game was forty two to seventeen. And so yeah, that. When you cover the spread and the spread is a three-score spread, that, that counts as a beatdown. Thank you. Did okay. Oregon play a perfect game? No. They had a lot of mistakes, but you still won the game by 18 points. I'll think of how to craft a poll question with this. I'd love to know the definition for everybody of beatdown. I just think three-score victories, that's a beatdown. Anything in this three-score territory for me counts. Yeah. Two touchdowns, yeah. I mean, it's a good win. Good not a win. Beat, not a beatdown. Strong win. Strong win. Not beatdown. Yeah. Uh, All right, we have important news here at 1080 The Fan that I need to alert you. I was told this on Saturday, and I was told to repeat this many a time because, well, we do appreciate and value you, the fan listener, because without you guys, I mean, we've said this before, you guys have made everything possible for us. And part of our new move here is we wait our new studio, and we're told every week that it's next week, and we're still not there. Hopefully next week we are there. But I know the engineers are working their asses off. Uh, I'm supposed to alert you that starting tomorrow, but please pencil this and dial it in now into your phone. I think you can start today, too. Well, you can start today, but technically starts tomorrow. Yeah. We have a new fan text line phone number. 
I don't, I don't know if that warrants celebrating. I, I don't know why ladies are going crazy for that. Woo! So the old number, the current number, that's the proper response there, Swigard. 503-250-1080 is the current phone number. Yes, which is the second iteration after 55305. Why do you need to say that? I'm just saying we're changing again. Let's keep yes, changing. Just throw more why, why numbers, throw more at, numbers people? at people. <laughs> people are smart, all right? They save it into their phone. They don't memorize this. So why, what was it before 55305? Only you would know this. Uh, Come on. Think. No. Go, to I, the, go to the Wayback Machine. I have no idea. I bet you it was like 2663. Um, so current number 503-250-1080. And we appreciate and love all texts, even when they call us idiots, morons, or that we're just stupid idiots who need to be off the radio. We love them all. Put this new fan text line in your phone. 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6326. Otherwise known as 503-864-6FAN. Look at us getting creative. I love Clever. that we had to get uh-huh. a fan in our phone number. Clever. We had to do it. We couldn't do it at the beginning of the 864 part. We got it at the back end, but we got it nonetheless. Yeah. 503-864-6326. That is the new fan text line phone number. I mean, all you got to do is save it into your phone. You're not going to remember that phone number. You just save the fan in, and then you text the fan. Whatever nonsense you want to text us throughout the day, whether it's our show, during Colin, and hate on Colin, if you want to text Danny and Dusty, primetime. Well, if you text in during Colin, I he promise won't see you, it. he will never, ever in his life, he won't ever see it. see it. Sometimes it feels good, though, to have an echo chamber. Just shout things out into the universe. and Just <laughs> get them off your chest. If you have an anger or a frustration, don't let it, don't let it stew. You got to get it out of your system. And so I condone... Angry te- texting that he will never see. But uh, it's a new number. Save it in, man. We love hearing from listeners. So make sure. I'm going to tweet this out, too. Uh, so in case you missed the, fu- the number live on the air, you can go check it on our Twitter Well, account. I'm going to give this out again. You know, I won't do quite as big a setup in a, ne- another segment in the second hour. But in the second hour of the show, I will let listeners know who are just checking in. Yes. The new number is 503-864-6326. That's our new text line. And it officially starts tomorrow on November 1st. Yes, November the old one will not work tomorrow. And this is very important. If you are a college basketball fan, you're going to want to get this this week. Is that a uh, cryptic tease? Am I, supposed yes. to, am I supposed to know that? Oh No. Oh. I'm just... If you're a college... If you're oh. a big college basketball fan, PK. make sure uh, you have the new phone number PK dialed stuff. in for the text line. Yeah, uh, it's PK stuff. We have some stuff coming later this week. Why are we being so secretive of the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> we got special stuff coming, man. We, I want some special good stuff. stuff. Good all stuff. stuff. Special stuff. All the stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there's the new fan text line phone number for you. As Oregon gets a beat down this weekend against Cal, we'll dive into that coming up. And then uh, there's no ticker guest. Dirt and I have ba- we've uh, battled. I I think we agree on this, but we just Mondays are tough for us because I never know which direction to take the ticker. Do you go college? Do you go national college? Do you do hyper local college? Monday ticker sucks. I hate the Monday ticker. It's not an enjoyable ticker stop for us. The NFL is you know most of the beat writers aren't available because they're traveling. National people tell us to piss off because we don't have an NFL team. Yeah. I, I mean, the Blazers are a great story from Friday, but I don't want to talk Blazers at 730 on a football Monday. Well, also, it's just like six games in. Can we? Yeah, it's just there's you know. bigger fish to fry. There's big things going on right now in the world of football. If Oregon had a big football game, I would have made more of an effort. But Oregon beat down Cal as we just uh, assessed here. They so. did. They got some big ones coming up, though. So we'll keep an eye on that.
You know, it's lining up the next couple weeks as this football season is uh, dwindling down in college. That is. We only got four yeah, games Four weeks left. to go. Oregon State plays in four days. They do. They play on Friday night. That spread's going up already in a hurry. I, I know. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of husky money. Can't wait to take all that money. A lot yeah. of husky money. Give me all, I might have to hop on my illegal gambling train and gamble my beeves again just for old time's sake. <laughs> just because I'm having a year right now. <laughs> you can go up to A&A now. That's open. You can. I, yeah, you can. Yes, drive, you can. Drive up to A. You have options everywhere, baby. Buy that ticket. Uh, all right. Well, let's, let's do this. Before we get into the college thing and Oregon, let's talk a little NFL. Or do you want to talk World Series? What do you want to do? I'm cool with NFL or World Series. Both of them uh, tickle my fancy. I thought the NFL was a pretty compelling week. I don't know how great the football was, but it was pretty compelling. I did too, and I have a lot of questions about teams. I don't know how to feel about a lot of teams right now. Let's see if you guys do. So we'll start there. Uh, in the NFL. Dirt and Sprague back with more. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in a Kyrie-free show here on Dirt and Sprague. We will not talk about his psychotic rant, nor continue to cover the NBA in a distasteful manner that makes you hate the players and the league. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about the Lakers getting their first win because nobody cares. I also don't care that Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench. That team sucks, and we should treat them like teams that suck. Uh, they're on national TV coming up. Of course so they are. That's ready the for more. They have 43 games on TV. I have breaking news for you. Yeah. I will not be watching those games. Pro- well, I'll watch the one when LeBron gets close to the record. Sure. You tell me the record's going to get broken. Yeah. I'll tune into that. Outside uh, of that, that, I'm not watching that game. Uh, so, no, we will not be talking about that today. I don't want to disappoint anybody, but I made this point very clear on Friday. I'm tired of the way the league is covered, and Kyrie yeah. goes to the podium, and it proves my point. Uh, we will talk National Football League here. We'll get to the rankings coming up. My Beavs in the rankings for the first time since 2013. Um, and we'll talk about that. Oregon's blowout victory against California as they basically get another bye weekend this weekend because Colorado's on the schedule. But let's talk a little NFL. Uh, I don't know how to feel about a lot of teams in the NFL. <laughs> I'm fearless. I'm numb. <laughs> like, you tell me, how am I supposed to feel about a one-loss Viking team? Uh, I don't know. They might be the biggest, like, head scratcher to me in the entire NFL. Like, we joked last week about the Giants and the Jets, and I'm sure you'll get to them. They both lost this weekend. Yeah. I feel like I know who they are. They are decent teams with pretty good defenses Hmm. that are well-coached, and their quarterbacks suck. Does that seem like a fair way to sum up? The Giants still have Saquon Barkley. The Jets no longer have Brees Hall, so that's going to hurt their run game. Like, they're going to be relevant. They're going to be competitive. Are they real contenders this year? No, not anywhere close. They have very similar makeup. Yes, they're like identical Deep, football Defense teams. and running. Yes. And, and good coaching. And their quarterbacks suck. They are terrible. They're both awful. Yeah, and look, I, they might have the two worst quarter, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh. Well, no, I'd say the teams who have better backups than their starters are the teams <laughs> with the two worst starters in the NFL, and that's Washington and Carolina. <laughs> Taylor Heineke cannot be stopped. Neither can P.J. Walker. Did you think they were going to win that game? 
Uh, who are we talking about? The, the no. commies. Uh, I actually, yeah, I wasn't surprised that they won that. I game. wasn't either. Not at all, because Sam Ellinger is the quarterback for the Colts. I'll give you a funny gambling nugget, and it was involved watching Red Zone. So I had a party Saturday and a bunch of leftover food. So I had my brother-in-law and his family came over, and a buddy of mine. They came over and I said, "Hey, come over, eat this food. We'll watch a little Red Zone." So drinking some brews, we're eating some nachos, we're watching the Red Zone channel. My brother-in-law is always on the DraftKings app. And he pulls up the app when Atlanta's up and there's 26 seconds left in that Carolina game. And he goes, huh, we taking Carolina? (laughs) And I go, there's 26 seconds left. And he goes, plus 2,500 right now. Live bet, live bet, live bet. You're going to have to give me better odds than than that if I want to bet. He locks in the bet, and I'm not kidding, eight seconds later. (laughs) P.J. Walker throws the greatest throw I've ever seen in my entire life. P.J. Walker. Oh, that was hilarious. Not Patrick Holmes. No. Not Josh Allen. Nope. Not Rodgers. Not Brady. Not Marino. Not Elway. P.J. Walker threw the greatest pass in NFL history yesterday. He cannot be stopped. To tie the game against Atlanta with less than 20 seconds to go. But D.J. Moore slams his helmet because he's emotional. He's fired up. They get pushed back on the extra point. They miss the extra point. They go over time, and their kicker sucks. And they lose the football game. But he live bet him at plus 2,500, and they actually got to the point of tying. And I looked at him. I said, you son of a. You crazy bastard. And unfortunately for him, his bet, his bet did not cash. Uh, but I, I just, there's so many teams in this league, man. Like the Jets. Yeah. How are you not on sports radio in New York today? We're doing a show in New York. How is your whole show not centered around, do the Jets have the worst quarterback ever in existence, or is this kid just too young? I mean, it's probably a combination of both, but the way he looks right now, you're trending in a really scary direction. But, be- but doesn't Geno scare you enough to say, I don't know if I can go on, all in on an opinion that this kid is a bust? Oh, of course. I feel that way about every young quarterback. I'm not going to label anybody a bust, but it doesn't look great. He's nev- he's given you no signs of life. Nothing. Like, there's no indicators at all based on some throws or decisions. Like, Trevor Lawrence had a really bad Sunday morning. He threw a terrible pick to end that game. I'm getting so tired of that. Kid. And they're now 0-5 since he said, I think when they started with 2-1 and or whatever they were to start the year, he said, we're, we're, you can't deny we're a good football team. They've now lost five in a row, and I think my AFC South Jags ticket is going to be uh, uh, lit on fire. Uh, the unders are hitting, though. Continue to bet those in Denver games and Jacksonville games. Bet the under every time the Broncos are on the field. But at least Trevor Lawrence will show you a flash or two or a throw or two here or there, and you're like, ah, oh, all right, I can see it. And then he'll make a bunch of boneheaded decisions. That's the tough part right now with guys like Zach Wilson. Like, hell, even Justin Fields has given you some hope the last couple of weeks, has he not? Their offense, they figured out how to use him. They're finally figuring out, like, let's run him, run the football. Let's, you know, move the pocket. Don't just have him stand there with a seven-step drop and a three-progression read. Like, that ain't going to work. Your offensive line's the worst in NFL history. Yep. You got to get creative. And so at least, while I'm not saying Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback right now, he's giving you signs of life. And Zach Wilson, outside of sleeping with moms, has done nothing uh, but disappoint as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean, uh you know, I just I watched that Jets game. First of all, did you like the roughing the passer call that negated the pick six? That yeah. would have made it seventeen three. Yeah, I, I don't think New England's coming back at seventeen three against that team. Would I throw that flag? No. Was it a Was it a horrible call? No. It wasn't. It no, was a late hit. Yeah, but it wasn't even a hit. It was a. It was push. a shove. It was a shove, but it's it was a, a late shove. shove. You know, like this is one of those things. Like it's like speeding. You know that you can technically get a ticket for going fifty eight <laughs> and a fifty five. No, you can't be upset. Is it ticky-tacky when you get it? Yeah, but what's the speed limit? 
You know what the rules are. You know the way the yeah. NFL is calling this stuff this year. You're right. You're like, right. that's the message to every defensive lineman. There's no need. They got the balls out. He had two or three seconds after he threw it, and you shoved him to the ground. Like, it's, it's a weak call, but by the letter of the law, it's the right call. The two South teams, I also, tell me how I'm supposed to feel about the Titans and the Falcons. <laughs> the division leader is the Atlanta Falcons. Dirty birds, baby. Dirty birds. Week eight, Marcus Mariota is a division leader in Atlanta right now. You're damn right. You know who he's playing this week? Battle of the Goats. Is it Tom Brady? No, Chargers. Oh, it's a duck-off. we got a duck-off in, in Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? It's in Atlanta. That's kind of a tasty little game. If you, if I was a rich duck fan and I were randomly wanted to go to a sporting event, I'd go to that game. That's a fun one to go to. Because they're going to put up points. Yeah, the overs get a hit. And I have a theory that the Chargers are way better on the road than they are at home. I agree with this because they're already used to a road environment. Exactly. And I'm thinking about spreading a line on them this weekend coming off of a bye because I don't think Atlanta's very good and their defense sucks. How how does that sit in the commissioner's office when he watches a Super Bowl champion team have a road game to a team that's four hours away on a flight? It's an embarrassment, man. That it's isn't a, or not four hours. It's like an hour and a half flight from yeah. San Francisco to LA. But, Couple hour drive. Yeah. But but yeah, like a few hour drive. That's just embarrassing. That whole stadium was red. The whole damn thing. Red. The yeah. whole state. Did you hear it on third down? It was loud. They had to go silent count. They have to play. They have to play seventeen road games a year. They won the championship. Mm-hmm. Everybody was saying, "Well, no, L.A. Once L.A. gets a winner, L.A. did just get them a winner, and they won." And their fans are still like, "Man, eh, we're not real." <laughs> Isn't it unbelievable? <laughs> we're just gonna wear forty nine er gear at this game, and then Christian McCaffrey just steamrolls them the entire game, having one of the best performances in NFL history. First player since LT in two thousand and five to throw a touchdown, pass a touch, pass for a touchdown, and run a touchdown. I don't know how that trade's gonna work out in the long term. I don't know or if McCaffrey catch a touchdown, okay, run yeah, a touchdown, throw. A yeah, he did all. He, he hit the the trifecta. The trifecta. I don't know how that's going to look in a month, in two months, in three months, in two years. I don't know where this is going to go. What I will say right now. I'm I'm glad as hell the 49ers paid the price to go get Christian McCaffrey. One, to get him in an offense like that and to get to see him with talent around him. Yeah, no, knock on wood. There it is. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. I get it. But I just watching after having him struggle through Carolina for how many years where that team sucked, his coaching staff sucked, he had no talent around him. Like everything about that situation was bad. He's been banged up to give him new life in the NFL and an offense that knows how to utilize him. He has one full week of practice. He shows up last week and plays, what, 10 plays, whatever it was. Something like that. Against the Chiefs, hardly anything at all. You give him one full week of practice, and all he does is go 18 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown, averaging over five yards a carry. Eight catches for 55 yards and a touchdown, averaging seven yards a catch, uh, including that beautiful touchdown catch in the side of the end zone. And then the best touchdown throw of the day because he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo at playing quarterback <laughs> like that. Like you give him one full week. I, my, I have such a pitch tent thinking about watching McCaffrey in the 49ers offense the rest of the year. I don't care how it works out. It's worth it. Damn it. How would you navigate the NFC? Let me ask you that question. And then we'll get to some college football stuff. So we'll get to the Oregon Cal game here from Dan Lanning. Uh, the Beavs are back in the rankings. We'll get to all of that, but coming up next, how do you evaluate the NFC? The NFC is a very tough. I think the AFC is kind of, it's kind of obvious. The NFC, not so much. And so we'll talk about that coming up. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Ducks take care of business in Berkeley. And the Beavs are back in the top 25. That's coming up. Uh, also important station news to pass along to you in the second hour of the show. If you're just tuning in on this beautiful Monday morning. Uh, good luck to all the parents out there. Get your fireball shots and your jackets early. It's Woo! supposed to rain and be cold. Pro typical Halloween. 
Some of my best Halloween memories come on rainy nights. Yeah, it just sucks when it's on a Monday. That's the only downer. Yeah, Halloween should have been last night. Last night was perfect. Why can't we move Halloween to the last Saturday in October like we do with Thanksgiving? Yeah, I know. It, do, it doesn't have to be on the 31st. It's, I don't you know, know. You could, could have celebrated it on the 29th. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Last night reasons. was ideal weather. It was like 50-something. It was balmy. There was no wind. Yeah. It was great. It would have been perfect. What candy handing out? I got a little bowl. I don't know how many I'm going to get. It's first year at the new house. What bag, though? Uh, I mean, I got, like, everything. Yeah, like a mixed? I got, like, Reese's, Snickers, Three Musketeers, Twix. Oh. Mm. Uh, any Almond Joys? Some Star... No, I don't think there's any Almond Joys nah, in there. Bad. A couple of random, like, good bars mixed in. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. One of those mixes? I got, I got one of those jumbo jumbo bags. Uh, it's a billion-dollar lottery night as well, so make sure you go buy your ticket because, of, uh, as, I was, uh, as I've always said... Uh, everybody tells you the odds. Oh, you're better odds than not winning than winning. <laughs> yeah, well, at least your hat's in the ring. You got to throw your hat in the ring? Yeah. Hat's in the ring. That's all you can ask for. And so uh, we'll give you some information on that actually coming up. Should you take the lump sum or should you take the payout uh, slowly over time? Swag actually has the information on that. One of my favorite stretches of the year when you get a billion-dollar lottery prize and everybody dreams for about uh, 45 minutes. That's right. What are you naming your yacht? <sighs> what am I going to do with all this money? Douchebag. The SS douchebag. <laughs> That's what I would name my yacht. I'm not kidding. The SS douchebag. Uh, all right. The NFC. Help, help me navigate the NFC here. So I, I did my gambling show last night. My producer puts on a show note. Um, hey, uh, three top teams in the NFC. Let's, let's go through them. And he lists. He goes to the NFC and he lists them. And he pulls Eagles, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Niners. Yeah. And I didn't say anything to him pre-show, but on the show, I, I, I basically asked aloud, are we sure those are the three best teams? And, and I guess I ask you, he put the Niners, they're not leading their division. No. He put the Cowboys, they're not leading their division. The Vikings left out. Hell, say what you want about it. I don't know longevity, sustainability-wise. It doesn't have the look of a team that largely is a real contender, but Atlanta's leading their division at this point. Yeah. They, they are technically leading hey, their division. they're fun. They're fun to they watch. Are. They're, they are. they're exciting. You know, Mario does not asked to do a whole lot, but they, they know how to kind of use him. They use the run game. Like, that was, that was one of the best games in the NFL all year was Carolina at Atlanta. So I, I'm asking you. How do you how do you measure up what the NFC is right now? I agree wholeheartedly with your producer. Those are easily the three best teams in the NFC for me. Those are easily, easily. the three best teams. Like if I'm talking about teams that I trust to actually contend, not just a flash in the pan, not just hey you're six and two. Like it's funny how quickly we don't even bring up the Giants anymore. And I'm not saying the Giants again are a bad team. They no. just they have a really bad quarterback, and that's going to limit them. They don't have a lot of playmakers on the outside. Their offense is essentially Saquon Barkley. Yeah, please for the love of God save us. And he's been he's been incredible this year. And he saved them a lot, but that's not a consistent offense that you can win with. Um, to, to me, I just I don't know what to make of Minnesota. I know that they won again yesterday. I gambled against them. I thought the Cardinals would cover that spread. Uh, they were pretty damn close. They, they came close. Kyler Murray threw a couple of bad picks. Good for Patrick Peterson. He's rubbing it in. I mean, they're wins, though. They're 6-1. and one. They beat Green Bay in the opening week of the season, which you're like, eh, you know, what are you going to make of that? They beat Detroit. Should have lost that game. They yeah. beat the Saints on a double doink. The Saints suck. They yeah. beat the Bears. The Bears damn near won that game. They blew that lead, yeah. They uh, went to Miami and won, and then they beat the Cardinals. Like, those are, those are their wins. And the Miami win, by the way, was against Skyler Thompson, Skyler Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater. Exactly. No Tua playing in that game. And so 
I just I, I don't know what to make of that team. And, and the same goes for Seattle, where Seattle is an incredible story, and they're five and three. And I I didn't see this coming in a million years. And the way Geno Smith is playing, and yeah. maybe we should have given Pete Carroll more credit instead of saying the old bag is done and we need to move on or they need to move on. I look dumb right now. I know that it, he looks like he is great, and they are playing his you know all all this you know Pete Carroll brand of football. That I can't get the vision of Seattle and San Francisco out of my head. I can't either. The two teams played, so you can tell me all you want. Seattle's leading the NFC West. That's great. The two teams played in. San Francisco and San Francisco dominated that football dominated game. Them. Like it wasn't even close. And so that's where I, I look at the 49ers and Cowboys right now. I know the Eagles are the sexy pick in the NFC, and a lot of people they just keep rattling off wins. They're undefeated. I, exactly. Like they're they're gonna be the pick for everybody. If you're picking a team to win the NFC right now, who's the ninety seven percent of the country going with? You're going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles would be, yeah, the vast sure. majority winner in that. I there are fascinating storylines building around San Francisco and Dallas to me. I mainly for Dallas because of the way that they play defense. Tony Pollard having the game that he had. I know it's the Bears, it's not much, but their defense is great. They lost head to head to the Eagles. Uh, which is one of the reasons they're not in first place, but they lost that game with Cooper Rush playing at quarterback, not with Dak Prescott, their starter. And despite a stupid media narrative, no, he was not better than Dak Prescott. Uh, and the 49ers are going to be that team all year that wins games that are, that are competitive, loses games that they probably shouldn't, a la like losing 24-14 to Atlanta. And well, they then, were really banged up in that They game. were banged up. I know that, but that's the nature of the NFL. And yeah. they're going to get to the playoffs, and the 49ers are going to be the team again that nobody wants to play. Nobody. Hmm. If any matchup makes me, if I'm an NFC fan of the Vikings, if I'm an NFC fan of the Giants, right? You pick any of these teams and say, hey, you got you to play San Francisco in the wild card weekend. You're nervous as hell. Nah. You know your team's going to lose Especially that game. Especially when they get Debo back. Exactly. Well, you get Debo back. If McCaffrey is healthy by the end of the year, and then also, like, Jimmy Ward's playing with a cast. Uh, Armstead's not playing right now. Like, they yeah, can Bosa still be healthy. Yeah, stays healthy. Yeah, if, Fonga looks like he's going to be a 10-year Pro Bowl safety. He needs to stop making every play as if he needs to ram his head into it and stay healthy. Yeah, like, he'll learn that. But that's their biggest. San Francisco's biggest thing has always been the last few years. Stay healthy. You got to get healthy. And when they're not healthy, you see what happens. They go to Atlanta. They get absolutely waxed. They don't look good. Let me stick up for the team you're not giving a whole lot of respect on. And I, I hear where you're coming from because you can't get a game out of your head. And I totally see where you're coming from on that. They go into Seattle in December. I'll be at that game wearing red. So please don't pour beer on me. <laughs> but, like, they have the better quarterback in Seattle than they do in San Francisco. Yeah, I agree with that. You yeah, agree with that, right? For sure. Right now, I'd take Geno Smith over Jimmy. And I just I think it's interesting. The Seahawks do this. And, and yeah, the New York Giants. Part of the reason I love that pick this weekend, it's a dicey pick. And if Richie James doesn't fumble twice in special teams. We don't know if, what the outcome of that is. But he did, right? So they created that play. But I just thought that was a bad spot for the Giants. In London not that long ago, in the East Coast, West Coast thing, wet environment, cold, mm -hmm. loud crowd. You know, it's kind of a bad setup for them. It's the only reason I liked it. Seattle's, I mean, we keep, I think we keep waiting for the slipper to fall off and it's not. Like the defense, the defense was the big sieve of this team. It was like, ah, oh, that defense is trash. Go look up the numbers the last three weeks. That that defense is starting to clean it up. They're starting to find themselves. They got a pass rush yesterday. They got to Daniel Jones. We know they have Lockett, who, yeah, he didn't have the greatest of games, but he came up with the clutch touchdown when he needed it to put him up. Uh, they've got DK, who wasn't all the way healthy and somehow played in that game. Like, you kind of – they got Eskridge. They've got – a Marquise Goodwin is – they kind of found himself in Seattle again. And mm -hmm. Kenneth Walker the third is a beast. I'm just saying, like, Seattle might not be better than San Francisco. But it's interesting that, like, we feel like we keep waiting for Seattle to fall back to the norm. 
And then they go to L.A. and they dominate the Chargers. And then they go home and say what you want about the Giants. But, like, the Giants are coming in in Fuego. They lost one time. And they beat them. So it's, you know, Seattle's pretty legitimate. I, It's just a matter of if they can't beat San Francisco, San Francisco's the bugaboo. Can they worry about the other teams in the division? Because if they can take care of those, the Rams, the Cardinals, they'll find themselves right there to be able to win the division by the end of the year. They have not played the Rams yet. Here's, here's what the I will Rams say. The Rams look broken. I mean, that team looks – and yeah. Cooper Cup's hurt now. He's like, banged up. I don't, I don't know if we've seen an answer on what that in, injury severity was. But part of that for me, too, is the 49ers. And I, I loved it all week. I gambled it on the side. It's like, why didn't I spring the line on that? The I thought 49ers the owned the Rams. We, we brought that game up a thousand times last week. As a pseudo-Niner fan <laughs> sometimes, the Rams. it pissed me off watching them dominate because I go, you guys do this every year to this team. Yes. And the one game you lose is to go to the Super Bowl where you could have won the championship. If you catch a pick, you win that game. That's how close it was. Uh, would I be surprised if Seattle won the division? No. What, if, if they're going to go to the playoffs. You, you look just at, don't think they're the best team in that division. No, I don't. If I'm pick, if, if they play the 49ers in a playoff game, who are you picking to win? The Niners. Thank you. Probably. Yeah. yeah. What if it's in Seattle? Does that change it? No. No. I think it's tougher. The spread will be smaller, but I'm sure. still taking the 49ers to win that game. Yeah. I just think they're the more complete football team. It's nothing against Geno and what Seattle's doing because I'm shocked by the way that they're playing this year. They've surprised the hell out of me. Uh, but they had like 200 total yards of offense against a healthy 49er defense. Yeah. For as good as their offense has been, for as good as Geno has they been. They blanked in that game, didn't it they? It was 27-7. 7. seven it was like 17 nothing at the half. I mean, the game was over at halftime. They couldn't move the football at all. They got the Rams twice left on the schedule. They're gonna, I, right now, based on the NFC picture, they're going to the playoffs. Like, there's not going to be a wild-card team out of the NFC South. The only main challenge is going to be in the NFC East, depending on what happens with the Giants, the, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. The Eagles probably still going to keep winning. The Eagles and Cowboys are in. I, I put them in mentally. But you're right now, after that win, this is why the win was so important for them. They're only a game behind where the Giants are. So if you do have a wild-card spot that comes up for grabs or if you don't win the division for that kind of thing, having that head-to-head win, I think the Giants will, will come back to earth as the season goes on. And the Eagles' overwhelming favorites. I'm just going to say this now. I love watching what I see. I'm really I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. The yep. A.J. Brown move was one of the best offseason moves in the NFL. I can't wait to bet against them in the divisional round, is what I will say. Yeah. Because there is something to like, oh, they're 7-0. and They're untouchable. Nobody can beat them. And we'll see where they finish. But I think they're going to have a lot of people in on them winning the NFC. And I'm going to enjoy some of those odds. I think they're going to be in the favor of somebody who wants to bet against that team. Yep. Uh, but they got the best offensive line, one of the best pass rushes. They're, everything you want in a team that looks like a title winner, Philadelphia has. The question mark is, will they put it together and do it in the postseason? All right. We'll have more NFL a little bit later on. Um, but important station news, and the Ducks take care of business in Cal. We'll talk about that. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.